small podcast started with um, nothing but a dream. How could we make our way onto Spotify? Who, us? Little old, little old us? It's Hitbox, the podcast where we talk about all things video games, past, present, and future. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, a.k.a. the Spotify boy. And with me this week, as always, is my good dear friend, Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? It was but a dream that got us to this exact point. And here we are, Spotify. T- just, just two chuckle fucks with an explicit <laughs> tag. <laughs> that was probably the hardest thing, the hardest decision to make when uh, getting our podcast onto Spotify, right? If we were going to be for kids or not. Yes. And here's the thing. I'll say it. I'm not for kids. I'm for the gamers. You know, I was really thinking about what, like, I didn't want to go back and listen to our whole backlog to like listen like did we say a curse word or have i been editing those out and like i haven't been like editing them out on purpose i like i don't personally think either you or i like swear a whole lot you know but like and when we swear we swear for emphasis yes we do yes we do i did say chuckle fuck earlier you did (laughs) that's how it started (laughs) 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 so i do apologize about that maybe i'll bleep it out should we be a four kids podcast I mean, no, when you're looking actually, at the no. at the requirements for like being a like safe podcast or not, it's like, you know, are you inciting violence? Are you like saying things against like racial groups, or do you swear? And I don't think the swearing necessarily is the same as those other ones. But I would I would have to agree with you. I am not inciting violence. I'm not inciting violence against racial groups. I think, hey, I'll say it. Both of those are bad. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, we're here to we're here to talk about video games and throw in an occasional fuck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your sound for this week? We need to desperately leave this. All right, this, this week's hitbox sound. Here we go. Here, do you know what that is? That sound? It's not this. It's not a switch sound this week. It's it two like PlayStation Move controllers being banged together in front of my mic because, boy, I've learned to hate these things after this week. Now it's it's really interesting. Um, before we started, you pulled those. You, oh, and you're hitting them very very violently together. Uh, you you pulled them up in front of the camera, and you're like, "Did you use these as if that was something that anyone has looked at, seen, or thought about since? I think when when did those even come out? Like, it was quite some time ago. But you know, yeah. they they've been forced to be relevant thanks to the PSVR, and now I guess to use Dreams properly, you also need to have the Move controllers. Um, and I'm really glad that the PlayStation 5 has decided to not get rid of the Move controllers um, or the PlayStation camera, and they're just going to create another cord that you have to plug in in order to play it on your PlayStation 5. So that, that'll be a good time for everyone. Yeah, you know, you are coming across very negatively about Dreams in this very moment. Um, and so I guess it's a, it's a good way to introduce introduce sort of what we're talking about this week, and that would be the video game Dreams. And before we get into it, I, I found a quotation um, from T.E. Lawrence that I, f- that I thought was pertinent for this week. You're laughing, but no, I, I, ser- I stumbled across this and I was like, I got to say this on the show. And, um, you know, he says men, but I, I think he means you know, like humanity in general. He's from a different time. He was born in like 19, er, 1888. He actually was. I looked it up. <laughs> um, so he says this. All men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act on their dreams with open eyes to make them possible. 
Now, I thought that that's profound. It also sounds like he's inciting that uh, dreamers uh, are are, are going to incite violence. No, I think he means like they're dangerous because like you never know what they're going to be able to accomplish. I also don't know much about this man. So maybe <laughs> he's, <laughs> I know that he was born in 1888. Uh, so actually what you're saying might be right. Uh, but, but I think that's, it's, it's extremely profound and meaningful, which is sort of the opposite of my experience with dreams, the game <laughs> profound and meaningful. Yeah. It's hard to find uh, a lot um, of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm being a little harsh. I think, I think, Uh, I want to be be clear that me me hitting the move controllers aggressively into my mic has nothing to do with my feeling of the game dreams or even the creation tool dreams. It has to do with my my thought of using the PlayStation move controllers with the game slash creation tool dreams, because that was I would say that was the the hay that broke the camel's back, if I use that phrase correctly, of me enjoying this game. Did you, okay, so then before we, I guess before we get into those frustrations with the creation tools and the controllers that apparently you're supposed to use, but Jaboy didn't, did you like Dreams? Just the, the experience of, of the game, did you enjoy it? And I know that we're coming to this like like six months late, but um, I'd, I'd, I, this was a game that I, was, that I missed earlier in the year and I was excited to go back to because to my understanding, people had said like once it came out, like, yo, I'm excited to see where this goes in the next several months. So I feel like coming to it right now is actually not a, not such a bad time to, to really examine it after people have had time to kind of make things. But did you like it in general? Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I was excited with the idea of playing this game. I was excited for a long time about playing this game and I really wanted to, and I, I was actually anticipating this for quite some time. Um, and, the unfortunate thing is it just kind of when it initially uh, came out, there was it, I just didn't pick it up immediately. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get on the open beta when that was when they were sending those emails out, but I had just missed the the window to sign up for it to get an open beta thing. And I wanted to, like, kind of get in at the very beginning and play it. Um, but, you know, I was waiting for the right time to do it because I, I figured that there was a lot that could be done with this game. Because, I mean, the fact that in Dreams you can make anything you want, anything you can dream, kind of means that this is a game that, uh, you know, if you are into it and if you want to play it, you could literally play it forever. Whether it's making something or playing other people's games and stuff. And I think there's a definitely um, some kind of... Uh, interesting thing about that 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 made me want to come to it and then when i did come to it i think probably the thing that uh i took away from it was i don't think i have enough time to play this game the Mm. way it needs to be played um and i don't think it sold me enough to want to put enough time into this game to play this game the way it's meant to be played if that makes sense yeah no totally i think that tracks entirely were you so but coming away from it is this the kind of game that you're going to continue to play after this week or is this kind of like to be to be forgotten about it's not the right word but let's say put on the shelf until we start talking about games that we enjoyed in 2020 i i, I would find it hard to come back on a, on a regular basis mm-hmm. other than just a very casual coming back and checking out a couple things here and there because i think that's one of the things i was really surprised about is how easy it is to look and play a lot of these other games um a lot of these other dreams, you don't have to necessarily like download. I thought it was going to be this huge download every single yeah. time yeah. you would play someone else's dream. But it was really easy to kind of get in there. Once you found the thing you wanted to look for, then, you know, 
searched mm-hmm. in the in the search bar and then started playing. It was actually pretty easy to do and and, and quick, and I liked that. But I, I don't foresee myself going back um, in, in any serious capacity. With sure, this. sure. I I feel a similar way. I enjoyed my time with it by and large, but I I didn't. There were only a handful of things that I played that I was like, yo, that was a really, really interesting and well-executed idea. And a lot of this feels like... It feels like a lot of student projects or maybe like student project. I guess I think that's maybe exactly what I mean. I played, I've played a handful, or maybe a decent amount of indie games developed by people in like college or what have you at like conventions, you know? So like a whole, like a school will get one booth or one little, you know, however many feet for their students to test their games with people and to talk about their games and stuff like that. And my experience with dreams has been similar to those like booths and stuff where by and large, most stuff feels like kind of unfinished, unpolished games. And I understand that in those conventions and even while playing dreams, a lot of those games are, do have the work in progress kind of uh, like label on them? Which I thought was a really cool thing, by the way, that that was a, a thing that they were at least showing you that this is just like a sample of what's going to be, something else but i i did like that but i i didn't feel like i played a whole lot of things that were totally realized or or had any level of polish or even i mean and obviously if if you're making a game in your basement alone maybe you don't have you're not you know play testing with people or or things of that nature but i i just i didn't feel like i got an experience out of this that i'm going to revisit or even really think about in in the next coming weeks you know i'm not really walking away from this feeling like wow that's crazy yeah and i i think that that is the kind of i i would say fatal flaw of this game Mm -hmm. is that i think it did create a lot of interest a lot of people wanted to you know experience it but then once you experience it there's only a very specific type of person who would go in and still want to play this and want to be developing for this and want to be right. testing out these other games. Um, and I don't think it's a, it's a casual gamer. I don't think it's a hardcore gamer. No. I don't really think it's a gamer who's looking to play this game. And I think when Dreams uh, recently, they uh, kind of changed their model to have a free trial uh, to, to test the game before mm-hmm. you played it. Um, I think the, their hope would be to get people in at no cost, no barriers. Just try this out. See if it's something that you like. Right. And I don't think that that has been necessarily working for this game. Um, and you know, the further we we you know, the further this game goes on, the the less interest and the less staying power. I'm worried it's going to have. I I would have to agree with you because I think we talked about it just a few minutes ago saying like when it came out, people were saying, you know, it's, it's interesting and it's great right now, but oh man, will this be good in, you know, six months, 12 months, even 18 months. Are people going to be making some cool, uh, to, to use our explicit tag shit. And it's been six months and I'm not saying that there's not cool explicit shit in there, but the amount of stuff that I played that was not cool or not really fully fleshed out, again, 
understanding that a lot of it is work in progress, or like our work in progress is, is working. However, that's worded. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it, it really, to me, didn't feel like anything was, was truly realized or completed or had any level of polish in the same way that some of the, you know, media molecule games that they've posted have been. And so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, why don't we start there? Why don't we start talking mm-hmm. about um, Art's Dream, which is the, you know, produced game within yep. this game. Um, and it was Meeting Molecule not only showing what these tools could do, but kind of bringing people in to um, not only have samples of the different types of gameplay, but show them how you can tell great stories in this. And yeah. what Did you like it? Did I like it personally? Yeah. I was... I wish I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I liked how it was constantly different. Um, mm-hmm. the, the gameplay itself, how much different types of gameplay there was and how at the very end of it, when you're doing that kind of um, racing game into the final boss, how it tied all the storylines together. The um, ending where you are uh, standing on the back of a car playing a double bass, driving through the desert I was not, I, when I started it up, I was like, all right, let's, let's get this, let's play this. I, it was, I was, I was kind of lukewarm about certain aspects of it, but when you are driving, playing the double bass, that is so good. And it's so, it was, it was a good ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and it just tied all those stories together in a very interesting way in this cool gameplay um, uh, style that was unique to everything else. Uh, But I, I think the problem with it was that the actual story that all of those gameplay types were connected through was just kind of an afterthought. It seemed to tie these gameplay styles together with the story of um, his name was art, right? Yeah. The, the uh, musician who, you know, had a falling out with his band and had disappeared and everything. I, f- I felt that was just kind of like forcing together all of this gameplay in a way that I didn't necessarily enjoy. Okay, I have a question for you because I actually I liked the story okay, and for me, so the the if you haven't played it, the like dream so so art's dream is broken up into like three discrete sections, and one is a point and click adventure like puzzle game, and then one is a kind of platformer that turns into like a twin stick shooter platformer game, and then the other one is a different platformer and the one with the robot was for me felt completely unconnected from the entire story and i actually really really liked the story of it and whenever it was time to play the platforming sections and i guess both of the the platforming sections it felt like i was being taken away from a story and a game type that i actually really liked because i'm a fan of point and click adventure and i'll tell you what I when I loaded this up and they were like, see what Media Molecule made with their own like game making kit, I was not expecting them to make a point and click adventure. And I was so surprised because I love those kinds of games, but like I didn't I didn't love the platforming games because I also didn't feel like they were like if they were that that tight as platformers. Yeah. Like yeah. if they were the best that meet like that this is that these tools can create. And it's like, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the art style and, and the the point and click adventure stuff I thought was fantastic, 
but I thought everything else was was almost a distraction from that stuff that I actually really liked. And I think you, you said what I was going for much better, that the art's dream, the art story himself, the, the musician, I think mm-hmm. that was a good story. Um, I like the point-and-click adventure parts, or really any time that you were him yeah, as the character, but whenever you were going into these, oh, I played with these puppets as a child, and oh, that's my robot, I gotta get my robot all, uh, all together with the light. Like, that stuff just did not fit at all and I get it was like a dream he was having but it just takes you out of all of the actual story parts and um, it just felt cobbled together in a way that didn't necessarily work for me as a complete three hour package well I guess my whole question was okay I understand I, I understood the connection to the puppet not the puppets the, like the, the little like stuffed animals and stuff about how he's saying like you know me and what was the girl's name Lul, um, Lola Lula? Layla Lula? Layla, Layla, uh, Lula, Lola. There you go. <laughs> I, it, like, <laughs> I understood the connection between like, okay, this like symbolically is me and Layla, and we would play, you know, with these with these toys when we were kids, and I thought that was actually kind of sweet. But then he's like, oh, and this is my robot. <laughs> like, yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit with the, the timeline of what they're setting up. Well, and I'm also like, when is this set? Right. Be- yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, the whole like the jazz theme. And, and like sort of the environments that he's walking around and being on the train and, and outside the club kind of makes it, he's like on cobblestone streets. It kind of makes it seem like, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I don't know the timeline of like jazz history, but it, it feels like it's, you know, mid to late 1900s. And then he has a robot, not only one robot, but he has three whole robots that he made and loves or something but yeah it was it was strange and like it, like you couldn't even like describe it like it was a dream because how would this person who is using like records and stuff be able to picture and dream up these robots that he exactly. built and then broke it just it didn't make sense but i think at a certain point that's not the point of the game correct correct you know the the point is i think really just it, you can do all this cool stuff with that and mm-hmm. if you were someone who was interested in making any type of those games there was a, a template that you could start with right, i think one exactly. of the few genres that they were miss, missing was a first person shooter they didn't have a first person right. shooter type of a uh, template or like to go any with first person thing yeah yeah which would have been interesting cuz there were first person games that you you could play in dreams so people yeah. have obviously <laughs> we'll talk about that i'm sure in a <laughs> yes, second you know. Um, and they didn't have any necessarily like real-time strategy stuff. But other than that, pretty much any kind of game that you were thinking about doing, there was a basic template you could just copy yeah. and paste. Uh, did they have 2D platforming? I don't know if they actually did. In that, in, in Artstream, I don't think they did. But, I mean, 2D and 3D can't be that different, right? I, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming they can make it in a certain way. But even just to have that initial template, like if you want to mm-hmm. make a Mario level, you can just use these Fox characters doing a 2D side-scroller. Right. So not that much different, but as just a way to, to make it easier for people um, to start creating easily. The the thing that was kind of shocking to me about Artstream, with this being Media Molecule's kind of pack-in thing, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people have played it. Um, okay. And that might be kind of a symptom of a bigger problem. Well, I can kind of, I can potentially speak to that a little bit with just with my experience where I sat down and you do the little intro where you're picking your imp and you're it's kind of showing you just here are some things you can do, you know, and then it basically says, you know, do you want to play or do you want to create? And I clicked play because I am an elite gamer 
and I completely missed that I could play Artstream, and I completely missed that like that was like the intended not intended is like a, a weird word for this sort of experience, but I missed that that was Media Molecules game, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you and I were texting about it where you're like, hey, have you played like this like their story that they made? It's like did they made one. I've just been playing Imitations of Fall Guys. <laughs> <laughs> which exists in a plethora, in a wonderful amount. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that they maybe could have made it a little bit less missable, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that you, I think it could have been, you hit play, you know, experience dreams or whatever the the wordage is, and then a secondary menu the first time you pull it up comes up and it says like, hey, do you want to experience kind of a taste of what dreaming can be through... The, you know, a dream created by Media Molecule in within the tools that are in dreams. And I think that could have been really uh, like a, a good way to sort of walk you into it. But when I first opened up the the menu, I mean, I think it was probably there, probably in pretty big, in yeah, big I, first I, I chunk. Think, but. I think initially it was like listed in one of those big things, but it wasn't like this is our single player game. Like they, yeah, they, yeah. they should have framed it in that way. Um, and... What I, I don't know uh, if you've explored like the opening area at a certain point, but they have a highlight section because remember the game starts and you have a choice. The choice is: Do you want to do a dream surfing, play other people's yeah, creations, word, or dream do dream surfing. shaping, which right. is the um, uh, create your own dream? And yep. once you go through both of those things and do a few of them, they have a highlight section that comes up. And if you click on the highlight section, they have things like you might have missed this stuff. You should follow these things. And then there's like a dreams oh. VR tab. Art Stream tab, Media Molecule Arcade, like pre-made kits, how-to videos and stuff like that, like a list of things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't unlock right away. <laughs> like I was going to say, you, I, I definitely didn't, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, you have to play it significantly in order to like see that like six hours into the game, which I think is a problem mm-hmm. um, in general with it, which is just kind of disappointing because I would hate for people to miss out on that experience of, of Art Stream if they got this game. Well, even when you had said, like, hey, have you played this? And I was yeah. like, no, where do I find it? So what I th- I thought I was going to find it by running around in that little, like, initial world that you have when you're the cone, you know? So yeah. I was, like, walking around, like, where is this damn game? Where is the game that you made? And I didn't realize that it would be in the 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 dream surfing options just because I figured that, hey, if they made the game, they would put it in a more ex- – I mean, not to say that it's inaccessible, but a more – maybe obvious spot for it yeah and i think i think that that ultimately is 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 one of the um issues with the game um i think the i I think now would be a good time to start talking about the the dreams that that we've we've played and experienced from other people um because initially i found it very hard for me to go on the dream surfing tab and find good games from the start yes it was but not like, easy to do. It was it was one of those things you had to like search online to do a little bit, which isn't yeah. a problem that they have it separate. But you would hope that 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 hub area at the beginning would highlight games in a little bit better way rather than just what more people are playing. What are the actual good games and things like that? I wish it was like that. And even having like Artstream as one of those things that was pushed up there, highlighted in a simple way. I I I, I wish that that was the case with it. But um, what was your experience playing the games? So, I put the disc in because I'm a disc kind of guy. Oh, you bought the disc? I did. I went to GameStop and I paid $40 for Dreams. 
I, I also paid $40 for Dreams, and I downloaded it digitally. And uh, I like to have a little collection. I like to be able okay. to see my. Okay. I like to be able to see my games and know that, like, hey, these aren't going anywhere. <laughs> um, that should probably change at some point, just in terms of like spatially. Anyway, so I, I put in the game. I did. I did the little not like tutorial, but like you know, welcome to Dreams. Pick your imp kind of thing. Here's what is possible with Dreams and all that. And then it's like, so do you want to make make a game? or you want to play a game? I was like, I want to play a game. I bought a game, so I want to play the game. So. I missed Archstream entirely, but the first thing that I saw, I clicked on the first game that I saw, and it was called Ethan Goes to Work. Justin, did you play Ethan Goes to Work? I did not. I would love to hear what Ethan Goes to Work is about, though. So Ethan Goes to Work is about a man named Ethan who lives in kind of like, he kind of lives in like Candyland, where like everything is made out of candy, as you may or may not be able to guess. And the whole game is in Spanish. And <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> no. Hey, weirdly enough, me neither. And not like that I, I was can't. on board when you were like he's in Candyland, but then you're like it was in Spanish. I was like, what? <laughs> and I would like to I would like to uh, posit that I believe it was in like Spanish, like Spain Spanish, not like you know Hispanic Spanish or anything like that. Because I believe I did hear him use the um, plural vosotros, which is the only <laughs> thing I remember from when I took Spanish in high school. But so. Ethan goes to work, and, and, and like I don't have a problem with reading subtitles or anything like that. Uh, that's fine. Um, some of the subtitles were like totally wrong, though. <laughs> so it was like completely like I don't know what he said in that line. But um, so Ethan goes to work is like a platformer, like one button press to swing your briefcase um, parody, almost of Star Wars. And uh, basically, this guy's trying to get to work, and then aliens invade his Earth, his little Candyland Earth, and he gets sucked up into a spaceship, and then he has to like go and rescue some people. And it ends with him fighting a giant baby who's connected to all these tubes from the ceiling. And basically, he has a conversation about, like, why did you take over our, our planet, and why are you destroying it, and all that. And he's like, because we need to eat the planets t- for our fuel or whatever. And you then have, like, a five-minute timer for the, for the final boss fight. And uh, I almost beat it. I almost killed him. And then the timer ran out. And then I think I got a, like the wor- like the dark ending because I was then <laughs> put on a conveyor belt and then incinerated. And to me, I was like, I'm not going to go back and play this again because I don't know <laughs> when it's saved. For me, that's the ending of this game. So Ethan gets gets obliterated. That's the canon- canonical ending right there. Uh, yeah, can't change and then- it. And then after that, I decided that that was enough dreams for today, for that day. And then I, <laughs> I, I put it down. It was just, it was so whack that I was like, yeah, all right, Ethan goes was to it, work. Now, was was yeah. it fun? And I know you uh, didn't want to go back and play it, but that doesn't mean it wasn't fun. Did you have fun playing it? Um, I thought it was funny. I mean, just in the, in, in the hilarity of like unexpected Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, it's just this guy and he's walking around and then. I'm not going to try to imitate what I think Spanish sounds like in my brain, but you know, he's saying like all this stuff. It was very surprising when I was like, Oh, did I get a Spanish copy of dreams? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but no. So yeah, that was, that was like, it it was funny, but it it wasn't like a technically good game. It looked, all the characters looked like people from, uh, what was that show? Roly Polioli. Do you ever watch that when you were a little kid? Uh, no, I did not, unfortunately. Well, it's about characters that are made, like animated characters that are like animated with like all circles or all squares. <laughs> so like, I mean, he, I could tell he was a dude, but like, you yeah, know, it didn't yeah. look great, didn't play great. There was a lot of 3D platforming that didn't feel very good where I <laughs> fell into lava quite a few times. But I, I, got a lot, I got a lot out of games that did something new. 
and weren't trying to be a platformer or like first person shooter. I played a handful of first person shooters and they were, they don't feel good. They did not work very well. Um, and I, I think that creating a first person shooter on your own is probably really tricky. Like, again, I don't know how to make games, but I can imagine that that many things, like keeping track of that many things is probably really, really hard. Uh, so like, the problem is I would lo- I loaded into this game. It was called Prometheus and I'm walking around and I kill the Yeti. And then as I was walking up and I was like, Oh, I think there's an enemy in the distance. He was shooting me and the bullet, like he had like pinpoint accuracy and was shooting me and killed me just about instantly as I was in an open field, maybe like a hundred yards away from him, you know? So there was like no way that I could have possibly hit him right, or right. anything like that. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I don't think that the platform lends itself well to a, game with really complicated ai i played a clone of the last of us part two (laughs) (laughs) and a similar thing started happening it spawned me and then i was on a street with a bunch of clickers and it was a first person shooter and they were all running in single file towards me (laughs) oh no as i'm like backpedaling trying to reload my shotgun what what about you what did you play anything interesting any highlights really so i did not the the majority of my time and to be very clear uh i've probably played this game for six and a half seven hours in total um so there's still a lot more to like play obviously because there's endless dreams online um and i did not play as many dreams as i thought i would i thought that was where i'd spend a majority of my time is playing dreams but i kind of got sucked into a lot of the other stuff so i played art stream and that was a big chunk of that time Mm -hmm. Uh, but i i played a couple like of those fall guy clones yes to, to start off because i played a little bit of fall guys and i'm like i can't believe that after two three weeks here we already have a bunch of these clones in there so i played a couple of those and they were like bad versions of fall guys <laughs> which already has questionable like uh quality overall but right, right um and i mean they were fun they were functional and then i started to get in my head like wait a second the reason that this is is working is because in this game, when people create a Fall Guy figurine, they can upload that Fall Guy figurine, and right, then other right. people can take that one. And then it's like a community who's starting to build based with the same assets, mm-hmm. these pieces. And then if someone's AI works well, they'll take that AI, or, or as a community, they'll start finding the best AI, and they can pop up pretty quickly, which is pretty cool. And, yeah. and the fact that some, that these clones of games can come so quick... Uh, is really awesome. But then it also asks the question, why would you be playing the clone version right. of this game when you could be playing the actual version, which if you have PlayStation Plus was is free. I don't know how long that's going on still. If you haven't downloaded Fall Guys, do it. After all those Fall Guy clones, I played a game called An Unexpected Guest. Have you played that one? Nope. So, okay. Um, it's, it's a game that I suggest you check out, um, uh, everyone. It's an Unexpected Guest by Stalking Dread. What a fun name. Uh, anyway, it starts off that uh, you are basically in this prison, and there's a guy who looks beat up who's chained to the wall, an old man. Did you put in Dark Souls? Absolutely it sounds like a not. Lot of, no, I, this, like this, was, this was one Dark of the Souls ones... One. Yeah, there was actually uh, I was looking. Uh, I didn't play any of them, but there are a bunch of Dark Soul yes, there are. Uh, dreams that you can play if you would like. Yes, there are. You should. Not. So I was going. Th- uh, uh, you're you see this guy. He's he's chained to a wall, and you like wake up, 
and then he starts talking to you, and there's a spider who's walking towards you. And he's like, oh, that spider seems interested in you. You better keep away from it. So you can, like, walk around the cell, and the spider, like, walks behind you. And if you don't walk away, the spider jumps on your head oh and then goes in front of the camera and then kills you. And then you have to start over again. Okay. And what you need to do in the, the gameplay portion of this is get the spider to walk in front, like, walk over this oil pool. Then it has to get covered in oil, and the old man will like bring it towards him and light it on fire to kill the spider. Okay, that's kind of cool. Unfortunately, it doesn't kill the spider. Oh. It only injures it. So it still chases after you, okay. gets back on your head, goes in front of you, but this time you don't die. It just poisons you. Oh, okay. And then you proceed to go on an acid trip. Oh. And the walls of the prison fall down. The guy is still like chained to the wall, and he starts singing a song to you. And all these like dolphins are like swimming overhead. A giant spider goes over the old man and starts singing to you. Uh, and you just sit and watch it and it just keeps going until it's done. And then you're just standing in this world with the dolphins going overhead after a big song has been sung to you. And that is an unexpected guest. That sounds actually kind of cool. And uh, there was a VR functionality. I didn't play with the it in VR at first. I just played with it kind of like normal, and it was like it was like oh, that was a fun five minutes of weirdness, right? Yeah. Uh, like it was pretty produced. There was no like glaring issues with it, um, and uh, it was an interesting little tech demo. Yeah. <laughs> then I went to play play uh, Please Hug Me, which I, I saw you played as well. I wanted to talk about Please Hug Me. Why don't you explain it a little okay, bit? Okay, so please hug me. You play at... I don't remember what you play as. I just remember... Ex- I remember every moment of this game and my how exactly how I felt about it. So I was like, oh, please hug me. Okay, sounds a little... Uh, okay, let's try this. So you load in and there's like a hundred... You're on like a circle and there's like a hundred guys surrounding you and the, basically your goal is to get a hug from somebody and they all jump off the circle, I, I would assume, using video game logic, to their deaths, rather than hug you, and then you're just standing there alone. And it was really, really interesting, because I, I think in, like, the description, maybe it had said something about, like... The description is... Uh, because in life, you don't always get what you want, but you have to try. And its tags are comedy, drama, satire... And surreal. <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to talk about with this. It was not fun. I mean, it, w- it takes like 15 seconds to complete. It, there, there's no, there's hardly any game. It's, it's not a game. I would say like in the traditional sense because there's no winning. You will always lose it. But did you ever play? Play, playing a lot of these dreams reminded me a lot of the guy who made the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Made another game. I'm forgetting what it's called. And it's about like going through these other video games that this other guy made and like trying to find meaning in them, even though like there were games that you either always lost or it was a game where you stood in a room for an hour and then the do- a door opened and you were able to go through the door finally and there's like nothing on the other side. And and a lot of these games are reminded me of that because like there was there's no point to it like there's no winning there's no points there's no sense of completion or anything other than just saying like this is exactly what it's like to not get what you want and you're like damn okay yeah okay i i totally get that so i I thought i thought that that was quite interesting 
And the 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 game itself, uh, the Please Hug Me game, was a Media Molecule game. So they actually they made, made that? that. The company made that one, and it was one of the ones that they were like mm. spotlighting to like show. Um, and they had a lot of games like that that they made that you know were nothing special from like a space shooter I was I was playing around with to a game like that to a bunch of different types that they probably just had people at their company make. Yeah, and it was interesting. Um, because you're right, like there's there's nothing after it. It's just kind of like you play that and you experience that. But I think that also kind of plays to the point of that these games really aren't meant to just be played. Right. A lot of these games are kind of like, you know, you think what you can do with these creation tools and it's other people's dreams that you're experiencing. And I don't necessarily think the point of any of these is to play them and say this is an awesome game. It's kind of just to see you. what other people have created, yeah. which is an interesting draw to kind of see that kind of stuff. But that gets hard to do. Like, how many of these games have you played? Uh, like dreams that yeah. other people made, like fifty, sixty. I played a lot. I because I played. I think I you had said you played like what six hours of this. I played maybe ten, and there are a lot of duds. I mean, like I put like I typed like Spider Man into the search <laughs> bar, <laughs> and there's some whack. Spider-Man games that were created, and they're like they're those are funny. Like, I put it in. I play as as Spider-Man, and they let me choose which suit I wanted, which I thought was um, very kind of them. I chose the, the, the symbiote, <laughs> it's good start. The, the black suit because, of course, I did. And it's it loads in. It's funny because it looks so bad, or not bad, just like so weird and and whatever. I laugh a little bit, and then like and moving on. So like games like Please Hug Me are kind of a similar thing. It was almost like playing a game at like that someone submitted to like an art institute, you know, where like the yeah. goal is not to tell a compelling narrative or like, you know, have a have interesting platforming mechanics or anything like that, but just to be stand sort of as this piece of like almost art to just say, "Hey, this is what this feeling is it, this is the feeling of of not getting what you want." And you go, "Wow. Yeah, okay." But then that kind of goes into the problem of what you were talking about, where it's like, okay, well, I don't want to sit down and play that. That's not an interesting or fulfilling thing for me to do on a, on a, at night when I'm trying to relax or, or what have you. And that's that's why this game is not for gamers of any sort. I don't think I don't think that's the point of it. I think the point is for it's for creators and creative people. And when you're going through the Dreamverse, you get to see other people's just like what they have done with it. And and I I think. You, you would hope eventually if the community kept making great things, it would eventually be like you have to play Dreams to play this one full 10-hour campaign of something. But I don't I, – it'll be hard to see that happening in its current state it personally. Also, it, 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 did you ever, when you were younger, play AddictingGames.com? <laughs> yes, exactly. It kind, of, it kind of felt like that. I played a game called Just Pogo where you're just a guy in a pogo stick and it's one button and it's just – trying to get a guy on a pogo stick to another another spot on the map and and that kind of thing i played that actually a lot for whatever reason because it was really captivating to me and it was very simple and it was like wow okay this is a game that maybe i'm not gonna like really think about ever again but i'm enjoying my time with it and seeing exactly like okay this guy wants to make this game so there you go you know and because i mm -hmm. think i only played one game that i was really really intrigued by and that was a game called temporal fuse did you happen to check that one out at all uh, no i have not so it was a first person game where you it, it takes the the not hotline miami um the super hot 
idea of time only moves when you move and you have 30 seconds to run through this like office building on each floor there's like three floors and you are looking for bombs that have been hidden around the office and so you have 30 seconds to find this bomb and if you don't find it, it goes off you gotta start over and you can you know run into a room in the center of the room and then stop moving so it's time stops and you're just looking around for the bomb or looking around to see where it might be and then uh, the end of the game, it gets kind of trippy. I don't remember exactly, like, why it happens. But, like, the whole world starts exploding and, and, like, all this stuff goes on. And you're, like, trying to jump into a pool to try and defuse the bombs and everything. And it was really, really interesting. And that was the only game that, like, okay, it was maybe, like, the fifth or sixth game that I played. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, here we go. Here come the here come the video games. And then, <laughs> and then like, after that, I played... Ethan goes to work, you know, and not, not literally, but there was just a lot more of those kind of games that I was like, Oh, okay. I could see that someone made this and put time into this, but it's not a particularly fun or interesting or new type of game. If that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would have, I think one thing that I kind of mentioned before, like in order to get a good experience out of a lot of this stuff, you have to go further than just searching in the dream surfing thing to like yeah. look for a game that you want. I think it's easier to like go on a Reddit or go on, uh, you know, just on internet forums. Media Molecule has a bunch of like uh, good resources on their website. Even their Twitter often points to good ones to go to to see more complete games, yeah. I think. Um, but when when someone's just picking this game up to play, I don't know if that's the first thing they're going to want to do. No. You know, they they want to just see the games that are highlighted there and it and sometimes taking 5 games before someone sees something that they really like as a game, that's too many that's too many clicks, that's too many things before you finally get there. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, you know, I sat down, I played Ethan goes to work. I, I'm not trying to dog on it. Like, it was a f- perfectly functional game. Like but that was my, that was on the first page, you know, but it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't great. It wasn't particularly interesting or anything really memorable other than that being my first experience with it. And I was, <laughs> you know, I sat down, you know, I'd played for 30 minutes by the time I had finished it or whatever. Not the, not Ethan goes to work, but like sat down with like with dreams to play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm kind of done with this for today. Like if this is the heat that it's bringing, I think I need to like prepare a little bit more for, for that kind of thing. Yeah. But I did find that the most innovative games and the most interesting games for me were games that only needed one button to be played. There was a game a puzzle game called Press X to Puzzle and to complete it you only needed to press X. And so it basically brought you into all these different scenarios about like pressing X. So like um, and then it, 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 there's like all these levels and then it like cap, like culminates and the final level is like a little dungeon like crawler thing. And the whole thing is controlled by pressing X. So like to move left, you hold down the X button to move right. You don't press the X button to move forward. You tap the X button a few times to move backward. You press it once or something like that. Interesting. And, and it was, it was really interesting. And that was the kind of thing that I really got a lot out of that. And um, I, I said just Pogo and there were like a handful of other games that were developed, I think, for some like like game making like conference or like fundraiser or something of that you know, degree. And those were the games that I found to be the most interesting. 
So one of the things I think is really a cool feature of this game um, is are the community jams. Are you familiar with with these? I think that's kind of what I'm talking about, where people make, like sit down and all make games for like with the same kind of theme. Yeah, that's when it really gets interesting because then the right. game becomes the the actual theme that they give you, right? So it becomes who can create the most unique experience to fit this week's community jam. So that's more of the game. And then you get to play and judge it. And that way the playing of it becomes more of judging, but the yeah. game is actually creating them. Yes. And I think that's the fascinating part of it, but it still goes back to my theme of this game in my head when I was playing it. This is not for a gamer. This is not for a gamer. This is not for a gamer. This is for creators. And I think the community jams are one of the coolest aspects of all of dreams and all of the creations and all the things people can make with it. I would say that those community jams are, I would like totally agree with you. And I, I think that they are probably the best part about dreams because then you and me, uh, people who don't make games or, or that's not really our forte, like we're able to go and say like, wow, that was a really interesting way of using that one thing or using a single button to play a game or whatever it is, you know? But yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I did also, and then we can move on. I heard that there was a really, really good recreation of PT, like the playable trailer for Silent Hills. In oh, here. did you play it? So I, I was like, no, no. So I loaded it up, and um, mo most games I, I like, I like horror games, okay. And most games don't really. I don't, I don't find games to be all that scary. You know, I, I I'm startled by games. Sure, there are games that have spooky atmospheres that I think are kind of scary, but they're in, like, I've never not finished a game because I was like, yeah, I got kind of a little too freaked out by that. PT freaks me out so bad, so bad. And I played it one time when it came out, my brother came home. He's like, yo, we're playing this tonight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, it, it freaks me out so bad. So I, I loaded it up and I, by the way, I refused to play any horror games on, on, dreams because i f i don't trust people who make games on like an like a small sort of like level like on a beginner's level maybe to not just try and jump scare me every four minutes you know like like i just i don't trust that and so i'm not gonna do that so i loaded up pt and it starts with saying like that that little thing about you know, I'm sh I'm sure that the only me is me, but are you sure that the only you is you? And that already, I'm like, kind of freaked out a little bit. And then the first door opens, and you walk in, and there's the radio broadcast about like, and, and this is horrible and gruesome, and talking about the the like the woman who was shot with with her baby and whatever. And then I said, it's that's close enough for me, and I exited the dream. <laughs> and then See, I played uh just Pogo. See, for that dream, like, did it look pretty accurate to what it was? Um, I mean, to my memory, PT looked, like, photorealistic. And again, it's been a long time since I've played it, but it looked really good. And I think that that game, that that, that dream captured that in a way that wasn't photorealistic, but probably the best that I had seen in Made, made With Dreams. Yeah, I mean, that that's so I, I think that was one of the things when uh, 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 Dreams was in beta that people kept talking about was one of these specific ones that mm -hmm. they were recreating this game that you really can't play anywhere else anymore. Um, and this would be a way to like kind of preserve that, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Um, 
of course the you know rights and stuff like that that's another issue to yeah, talk about yeah. um that that could come from these dreams but to have an experience like that in dreams that you still had that kind of reaction that you really can't have in a, in a in a yeah. in a realistic way on PlayStation anymore i think that's super cool um, and I have a lot of good memories of dream of dreams of I have a lot of good memories of uh, PT because when that first was launched, I didn't know it was a horror game. It was Are like one serious? of those things like when they announced it, I uh, was at an E3 or Gamescom or wherever they announced it. I just saw it was free and I was happy yeah. to be on the PlayStation store that day and I downloaded it day one and I started playing through it. And I was like, oh, this looks like a fun forest game. No. And then it was like a horror game. And I was like, what the hell? And then like as the community was trying to discover how to beat it, like that was a really cool experience mm -hmm. that I can't have anymore. No. It was on my PlayStation, but it got corrupt and I couldn't play it anymore. So now if I want to experience that, I can dream it, I guess, which is pretty cool. I guess so. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know how accurate the reproduction is, and I also didn't. I mean, I, I only ever played it. I think once or twice, like the actual PT, and I, it was random enough for me to not know. You know, like like <laughs> like yeah. whether or not it's being totally accurately remade. But um, I think if I ever were interested in revisiting it, that's probably you know I'd either watch like a YouTube video or if I personally wanted to play it, that's maybe how I'd go about it. But it's interesting. So did you, you dipped your toes into dream creation. I did not. And I know that you have expressed several times your frustration with the move controllers for sure. But other than that, did you, did you enjoy the creation? How much time did you spend with that? So I probably spent three to four hours going oh, wow. through tutorials. Uh, and I think to start, I was frustrated with it, but there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. So I started off and um, I was using the the PlayStation controller and the I think the motion controls on the PlayStation uh, DualShock 4 are pretty good I think in it terms works of controlling well. things. Yeah. Um, it's it really it's really easy to kind of like adjust yourself, get it back in the middle and all that kind of stuff. So I started off doing that and there was times when I was playing games like specifically with Art's Dream that I was kind of frustrated with that so I just used the joystick, like the regular right, joystick right. motion of that. But when I was doing the creation tools, I, I started off with with uh, the motion control on my PlayStation 4 controller. And it kind of starts off tutorializing everything, and it, it, makes, it makes the tutorial like a game. All right, you're in this world. You are this triangle person. Um, I want you to make a level so you can reach this package that's up in the sky. Hmm. And they kind of talk through each step about how to do it, um, and then you can do it, accomplish that. You've learned something, move on to the next thing. And... Um, they they're really creative with how they do that and and how they're setting up all these little tutorials and once you get through the initial basic tutorials there's a ton more complex ones about how to add color uh, they call them master classes with more like advanced AI stuff. Mm. And it's a pretty good system. They have in the bottom, they have a video of it ha of someone doing it that you can minimize, pause, fast forward, rewind, um, and then you can do it. And then you can go back to the video all on the same screen. Mm -hmm. And it was really kind of fun to do that. It was almost gamified with how they did it. Uh, and one of the uh, the first tutorials was kind of like how to move around in the VR space or the, yeah. the space of the of everything. Like, what are the buttons to press? And you're learning all of these like controller press buttons in order to optimize everything and make it as easy as possible. Um, so they have this one. It starts off as a game. Um, it's like, all right, so you're on this island 
and I want you to look around for any clues based on the stuff I just told you about how to look around. So then you like find on the back of this thing uh, a, a rocket ship painting, and it's basically like, oh, you found the clue. Now I need you to find the rocket ship. And then you're using your 3D control that you got used to with your with your PlayStation controller to find that rocket ship and then find another clue once you get to that rocket ship. And it's like leading you around this world, teaching you how to like navigate and do things the entire time. So it's 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 a very like interactive and good tutorial to learn these these tools. Mm-hmm. So I was doing these. I, I, I accomplished the move tutorial. I was doing some of the ba- uh, the basic uh, making uh, thing tutorials, and they they did the the building tutorial about like getting a character across a bridge, and like you got to find a way how to create objects to get this person across the bridge. How do you do that? Whatever they they go through that whole process with you, and as I was doing that, I was very I was very frustrated with the controller and and how the movement was working because to get precise movements. Um, what happens is is basically you have to um, select something with uh, – the buttons might be wrong when I'm talking about this – with like the L1 button. Mm-hmm. And then you clone it by by moving with R2. And then you let go L1. You still have uh, R2 held down. And then you move it in the 3D space with your controller to where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then you let go of R2 and you place it where you let go. Okay. And then you can just select it, move it again with the motion controls. But whenever you like let it go, your controller moves in such a way that it moves the object just oh, slightly. Sure, sure. And it's not precise. And then one of the things they were telling you how to clone a whole bridge and put it next to each other to make a staircase. And what I did got to the goal and it accomplished the goal, but it didn't look precise enough. And it was like things were overlapping and it just didn't look clean. So I was thinking if I was actually developing a game, it would look bad if I started to put these boxes down that were never quite centered or Mm -hmm. like next to each other or snapped on each other. So then when I was, you know, reading about it, people were like the move controllers are the way to play with this game. Hmm. And I was like, okay, great. So I go back to that one tutorial where where it um, told me how to move around in a 3d space and it was all different. They wanted me to use the PlayStation oh, Move gosh. controllers to go through it, and it was a completely different process because there's no joysticks, there's no right, right. you know L1 button to to do it. So everything was different. And I'm sitting there with these Move controllers, and I'm tr- they they wanted you to like move like forward in 3D space to basically like pull, grab, pull, grab, yeah. pull, grab to get to something. And the whole move set was just different again. And not that it was bad; it was just I had to go through another hour and a half right, tutorial right. in order to understand how to move these controllers again. And at that point, I was just so frustrated and so angry. And the controls weren't as easy as I wanted them to be because they said mm-hmm. how precise it was, but it wasn't precise. So then I'm in this reality where it's like wait a second do I have to like do certain things with my controller and then have two move controllers as I'm trying to build and create all this stuff and then I would have to do that anyway because when you're testing your levels you have to go into a different menu then possess a character and then make that character move around the world Mm -hmm. which you need your controller to do for so even if you're creating with the move controllers and it was just like this process and I was so frustrated at that point and after like finally thinking I was getting a hang of things with the controller to completely throw that out I was like, no, stop. I can't. I'm done. I'm done. It's not, even, it's not even fun anyway. And I was like throwing my controllers down. So I got so frustrated with that process. But all of that being said, it the way it tutorializes it 
is really rather interesting because mm. it makes it a game to learn how to play it. Sure. And that's where this creation, these creation tools are unique for most because it becomes like as you're learning and as you're creating, it's almost like you're playing a game and learning how to play the creation tools as the actual game aspect of things. And it's more fun to do. And that was one of the things that the directors at Media Molecule were looking to do is they wanted the creation tools to be fun to use. Yeah. And... Unlike when you're you're programming with Unity or Unreal, like not that those aren't fun, but they're not gamified and they're like professional business grade uh, yeah, yeah. programs. Media Molecule wanted to create something that was fun but had all those features so it was accessible, right? But that leads me to to my kind of concern with this game. It's that who in their right mind would spend hundreds of hours perfecting how to use the tools in Dreams when that's not going to translate to actually getting a job at a different company. Right, right. You're not learning how to use any of these uh, Unreal or, or Unity. I can't think of any other ones, but you're not learning how to use these programs. Source. So it's not like it's transferable to other jobs for game design. Right. You know, it makes me think that like maybe that it is not trying to, and I didn't really follow any of the marketing of this game sort of before it came out because I, had no interest in media molecule really. I didn't really get into little big planet or anything like that, but it almost to me feels like it is a game for people who are looking to get into game design, you know? So it turns out maybe, maybe you had a great experience with dreams and you were like, you know, actually I could kind of get into this. And so you make some whatever dream, you know, right now. And then next month you're like, actually I am going to try and learn source the source engine or unreal or unity or whatever else you know and i think that that feels like it could be a gateway to get into it but similar to what we had said about like the feeling of playing the beta in the avengers where it's like oh the beta told me taught me that i don't want to actually play this game it's kind of a similar thing where it's like i don't think that that's what square enix or or you know crystal dynamics wanted from the beta in the same way that like i don't think the goal of people playing dreams is for them to realize that they want to not play dreams and use a more professional real no, not real because obviously this is real but more of a professional transferable game design kit right exactly i don't think i don't think any game developer wants that that wants you to be inspired by their game to play something else it doesn't make <laughs> right, sense right, right, right. <laughs> you know yes. um and uh, I think that's probably one of the flaws of this game. Um, and kind of going back to those numbers of Art's Dream with, you know, I'm just going to be positive and assume that even though it was hard to find that, most people who've played Dreams have played or looked at Art's Dream in some right, way. I'm, right. Let's make that assumption. And if, if those are the numbers of people who are playing this game, that does not bode well for a community that is going to be lively in the future to keep no. this going. Um, and I'm really concerned about if I want to put time into learning how to, to do game design with these tools, what is the future going to look like with this? Right. And, and where does it go? Right. Because, you know, obviously PS5 is on the way. I assume there's probably going to be a dream update or, you know, like port maybe is the wrong word, but you know what I'm trying to say yeah. for PS5. I'm sure that they're going to throw it up on there because why would they not? You know, why create this community-based game if you're going to destroy the community in, you know, eight months? But that that's the whole question is like, how long is this going to be viable for, for creators? And because, I mean, I don't know. In my experience, it felt kind of barren. 
Yes. Did it feel that way with you? And it's yes. been like six months. And and when this came out, everyone was saying like, oh, in six months, it's going to be great. And it's not bad, but it's definitely not full of content like I thought it would be or full of even like really interesting and great content like people had talked about. And, and you know, your ex- the reason I didn't pick up any of the the dream making like I didn't dip my toes in is is for a few reasons the first one is like I was worried that I was going to have your experience where I was going to sit down with it for you know an hour and be like okay well this is fine but this is not for me because I don't know like I would rather spend that hour playing games that people had made on on it than be frustrated with the creation tools and stuff like that and additionally I don't think I'm all that creative of a person when I was playing Mario Maker with with uh, my girlfriend, like we, we go through some of the worlds. Cause that was one of the new updates where you can play through different people's worlds. She's like, Oh, do you have any, like, what are the levels that you've made? And I was like, Oh n- no, I'm not, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm the, I was the kind of kid where like when I got a Lego set, I built the Lego set and then like it stayed that Lego set, you know, like yeah. I, I can't, I, I don't have the brain for it. So I really admire people who do, but it just, was would not have been an experience that I would have gotten really anything out of. And, and so, with that being said, I would I, I'm a creative person, but when it comes to like game design and stuff like that, I, I I it would be there's so much to do. It's almost like where to start. Yeah. Um. So the one of the first things you do after you get through the initial tutorial of bake, making stuff is they let you customize and decorate your dream verse, which is the thing you jump in right when mm-hmm. when the game starts, right. And it's a blank slate, and you can do whatever you want in there, and people can visit it and see. You can visit other your friends to see what theirs look like. So it's supposed to be like your homepage or your website that you dress up to make fun. Um, so my creativity in that, um, and this is not just because I, I, I wasn't comfortable with the tools, because by the time I was there, I was pretty comfortable with them. I basically filled it with little ducks that <laughs> chase you around okay. um, when you get close to them. And I filled it with so many ducks that it started to like have significant lag <laughs> and it just slowed everything down. So you have like maybe like 50 to 60 little ducks chasing after you in my dream verse. I had to delete some so it wouldn't like chug because it was impossible to do anything. Uh, but that's that's the limit of my creativity. And I did the same thing in Animal Crossing New Horizons when they have that one place, uh, the island, Harvey's Island, Harvey's where you island, can yeah. like, yeah, the, uh, like you can do literally any item you can make and you can put as many as you want in there and make these like awesome like, like shots. So I didn't know what to do, so I just had one room filled with tiny, creepy dolls, and then I had my character make a scared face in the middle. It took a picture, and I was like, "Well, I'm never going back to this island again." <laughs> nope. You know, like yeah, I right. just don't have that kind of creativity or anything when when I'm when I'm playing these kind of games. Well, um, have you ever like like there are have been so many different like level editors in games. We 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 wrote down a handful here. You have like halo forge or like the the base creation in fallout 4 or like mario maker or minecraft or uh, the the creation in like far cry multiplayer have you ever really gotten into those or like played those really at all i i've played them i played those games but when it comes to being creative with them i don't i never get to that step and it's like minecraft is a perfect example whenever i start a new world um there's like limitless things you can do in minecraft but what i always end up doing is making a house digging down to the bedrock uh with making a set of stairs Mm -hmm. uh and then then that is really where my enthusiasm for that that creativity kind of ends and i i i don't think that that type of game is ever going to be for me necessarily sure well i mean about you no i i can't do it minecraft it it overwhelms me because i 
and maybe I've talked about this before where like, especially when a game says you can do anything, you can make anything, you can be anything. My mind kind of goes blank in the same way that someone is like, Oh, what's your favorite movie? You're like, I've never seen a movie. Uh, you know, yeah. like you, you can't think, I can't think of anything. I remember in fallout four when I was desperately trying to like that game, it, you know, it's, says that you can do this base creation stuff and here's all the things you need for it. And I got very stressed out about it. I was like, is this going to be like a thing that I really have to do? But my sister got super deep into it and she made this like incredible community and, and that, that was like super intricate and, and all that kind of stuff. So like, it's just, I think it's just a different brain, you know, it's just, it's a different, people get different types of enjoyment out of different things and creation in using tools that are not, like the handful of hyper specific tools that I like to use to create, it just doesn't do much for me. But yeah, and and I think like with my with my how I play video games in general, I I'm to a point in my life when I don't when I don't necessarily have the need to spend 500 hours on a single game anymore. Right. I I want to experience as many games as possible, and that gets harder with time commitments and not being able to do that kind of stuff. So let's just say, like, if I was looking for a, a game experience, the everlasting gobstopper of games, that would be a game like Dreams. You know, you mm-hmm. can play constant little experiences nonstop. There are, you know, hundreds of hours you can put into this game learning how to make things and learning how to make whatever you want. And that kind of creativity is kind of awesome, but it takes a lot of time. And I just don't think I could invest the kind of time necessary or I would even have the attention span necessary to ever in any of these games really take advantage of these cool creation tools that are out there that I'm glad exist. Right. But right. I, I don't see them being for me. I, I would have to agree with you i mean i i played some cool stuff but like nothing that i would i think my recommendation for this game would be very specific you know exactly. where I would, like i wouldn't say like you have to play this game to play all the crazy games that people have created in here i would say hey if you like creation and if you have like a passing interest in like how games are made like you know, try this out. My, my one thing too is like art stream and any of the media molecule made ones My like the big question in my cynical brain is like, well, they probably didn't make it using the move controllers or the PlayStation four controllers. Right. Like I can assume that they probably did not. And that, I mean, it's like the most, it was probably the most polished, most good looking, well-made game that I had played. But to me, it's almost unachievable because they they are a team of they're a game development team so their game is going to be way better than the game that i can make or or that that i'm going to like experience playing dreams again i played one game and that would be temporal fuse that was anywhere near like the level of like oh this is a game that i would play if there were more of it you know and, but, and i i think i think what you were saying about art's dream i think I'm gonna let let's I, I'm gonna sit here and just assume that they were honest about making it with everything that we have in terms of yeah, their tools. Right. But I think one of the reasons that game, even though their game developers felt disjointed at parts, was because I think different people worked on different parts of sure, that game. Sure. You know, they had a different couple developers work on this aspect, all right, start making, you know, assets that are robots, start making assets that are this, and then we have the artists all working on different things, and then they put it together, and that's why it felt jumbled like that. Yeah. But I think one of the things that would make this game better for me. It's a very simple thing, being able to use a mouse and keyboard. Right, sure, yeah. 
that that would solve all of these these editing problems for me and the 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 anger of using you know having to learn the controller and then the the uh, move controllers not being able to be as precise as I want to be using a, a mouse and keyboard would be so useful and from what I see I don't think they're they're planning on having that as a feature right. anytime soon which is very disappointing so as we're moving to the PS5 I've been thinking a lot about this but I want to ask you what do you think can be done to save this game? To make it a community that instead of it, one that is stagnant and losing people, grow um, and be successful and be that content creating uh, universe that I was hoping it would be. You know, I, I think that you, I think you just said it. Make it so that you don't have to use motion controls to build things. Because again, it's fun to gamify the creation and stuff in the same way that it's fun to play Minecraft on non-creative mode. But if, if you want it to be taken seriously and, and used as a serious game development tool, then you have to implement those mouse and keyboard things into creation with it. Um, which, which, you know, I think that then that solves a problem of like, how do you make it be treated more serious? Okay, well now more serious games are being made on here. And not only are games being made on here, but oh, boom, you've got a platform to publish it. So you can instantly test it. You can instantly show it to your friends or your teacher or whoever in, in, in how you're creating these games, you know, from there people will take it a little bit more seriously just because it's an actual, you don't have to deal with the PlayStation move. Did you buy those controllers for this? I've been, I've been wondering no, no, this no, no. the whole time. I, I bought them for PSVR. I, I got the, when I bought PSVR, it was one of the bundles that got had it, them included with them. So I, I don't know if they're like a better version or not, but they're not like the original ones. They've not been just sitting on my shelf all dusty. Like got I bought it. them with the PSVR. Um, so no, I, that would, I would, that would have made me angrier. <laughs> right. I would right. have thrown something. So what, um, what do you think would fix this? Uh, fix, I mean. There are two things. One of them is really easy. The mm -hmm. other one is not so easy. Okay. The first thing, when it comes to PS5, make it a pack-in. Free. Oh, yeah. With every single PS5. Yeah, From here on out. PlayStation owns this. They put a lot of money into it. I don't know how much they've made at this point, but if they made it something that out of the box, you could go into um, your PlayStation 5, play all these demos, these little games, these things like that, or create things or do whatever you want. Make it, make it something that is free. If you believe in this as being a tool that can create games and get people excited into game development, make it a part of PS5. And if people are saying there's not a lot of stuff to play when it launches, well, there you go. You have something, which would be, yeah. I, I think, an awesome first step. Um, the other thing that I don't know how likely it is or, or the logistics of it, but I think would help is make it playable on PC. Sure. Um, sure. and not only will that cover the mouse and keyboard thing, but then if you're like on the PC and you want to use a, a valid creation tool, you could use dreams. It's a fully functioning tool anyway. So right, why right. not bring it to PC so you can develop things for PC too? I think that would be less likely because I, I, I think part of the thing is that when you're making something on a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, you know how many ducks you can put in there before it starts to <laughs> chug or you're using too much memory or stuff like right, that. Right. And the number was 60. Is that correct? What? The number of ducks was 60. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I, it, there was a number. I didn't really know what was happening. At first, there's these circles in the bottom that fill up for like okay, uh, okay, memory okay. for different things. But I just kept putting duck, 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 because I thought it was funny. And then when I was like walking like, 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 like turn in my quest, show. I was like, yeah. no, not going to happen. Sorry, um, you were saying with the PC, you understand that you can make it more powerful. 
Yeah, you can make it more powerful. So would they have to dumb it down or be able to like, you know, run a algorithm that'd be like, this can run the PC, but we we need to have this stuff run on PlayStation. So mm-hmm. that's as, as detailed as you can get. I, I think splitting the user base would be a problem unless it's only like you have to play it on both in order for it to work. Right, right, right. Um, I think that would help. But even, you know, and when you get your PS5, like all of the VR stuff that has just become available on it to be able to play that on your new PlayStation uh, five that just gives that just, there's so many things just make it free yeah I'm telling you that would be awesome um, again I know making something free is probably not the a thing any company wants to do but at no. a certain point if sales are down on this thing and it seems like they've been putting it on sale they've been trying to get people to do it make it easy for people to get in their hands and play yeah um, and take that hit and don't worry about the money anymore but yeah. I would su- suspect that they're hoping that they re-release it for PS5 and then people buy it again just to get another boost in sales, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. But uh, I th- I personally think that would be the easiest and best solution um, to fix it. I agree. I totally agree. So then before we, uh, before we wrap up here, what, uh, what else have you been playing? Anything, anything of note? Uh, so th- this, it's a busy, busy week for me. I've been, yeah. you know, back in work full time and everything. So I've had very little time to play stuff uh, this week, but I've been playing this new thing a lot. It's called, um, a Google Docs. Have you heard of the Google Docs? Well, I have one open right now. Are we are we referring to literally Google Docs? Yeah, I've, I played a lot of Google Docs. Uh, Google Slides I've been getting into significantly. Oh, sure, sure. Lot, well, lot of new posts to that. That ties in well with Dreams, you know, kind of like programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything like... you can dream, you can put into a Google Slide. Sure. And then uh, probably the, the thing I've been spending the most time on uh, is Zoom. You've heard oh, of Zoom? Yeah, I played that sort of when it first came out, but then I switched to uh, a di- sort of a different one. Yeah, it, yeah. Zoom is like one of those things that it started off as like a fun thing to do, and then yeah. it's become just like my new reality. So I've been um, <laughs> right. doing a lot of, of of the Zoom, and it's it's become a lot less fun uh, to Zoom. But it's I've been playing it a lot, like maybe almost. 40 hours this week of zoom dang that is a that's a pro that's a capital g gamer right there <laughs> it is it is <laughs> how about yourself what have you been playing um it's i started control with elena and we played it for about an hour and a half and we were told to find someone singing in an elevator and we were like yo we have not seen an elevator and no one is singing so then we said that's enough for tonight we'll get back to it it's it's interesting though. I'm I'm in, I'm liking it. I like Remedy games a lot, and I'm excited to play it because I heard Alan Wake is in the second DLC, which I'm a big fan of him. So I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm interested to see where it goes and and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's about it. I dipped um I dipped my toes into Overwatch again, Ooh. Ra- randomly just on a whim. I was like, I love Overwatch. What's what's going on with Overwatch? Hey, a lot of stuff has changed since I last played it two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I guess speaking of getting back into getting back on the getting back on the pony, as they say, uh, next week we're going to be talking about f- uh, no, not Firewatch. That's a different Fortnite. That's a that's a good one. That's a but good yeah, game. Fortnite. Let's talk about Firewatch. That's a good game. We could, um, we could. It falls apart at the end a bit, I think. But totally I, I overall, totally disagree. But um, yeah, we're talking about oh, Fortnite. Wait, actually, <laughs> we might be talking about Firewatch. <laughs> I, I have a lot to say about Firewatch. I played it for the first time a few weeks ago. Anyway, we're talking about Fortnite. I'm excited to get back into it. I played a little bit of Fortnite back in the day, um, enough to know that I'm going to be totally outmatched when we when I start up again. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hey, thanks for for stopping by with us and, and listening. Um, 
thanks for listening. Hopefully on Spotify, maybe on Apple Podcasts, as that sort of uh, gets accepted by the the Apple uh, algorithms and and things like that. I have no idea how that works. I submitted for it, so you know, fingers crossed that that goes through quickly. But um, yeah, we should we should hopefully it gets approved before we uh, spend a podcast talking about Fortnite v Apple as well. Yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> I wonder good, if there's going to be yes. any uh, any conflicting interest there with them putting their podcast up. But oh well. Yeah, you know what? Keeping our fingers crossed. But yeah, so and if you if you want to do us a favor, go and go ahead and tell a friend about our show, or follow us on Twitter, or follow our one of our miscellaneous pages on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, assuming that's up and and. That would that would just mean a whole lot to us. So uh, I guess until next time, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. And dream big, guys. Dream big. Or don't dream at all. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>